Welcome to The Sale Ring, a podcast dedicated to real estate brokers, agents, and America's top auctioneers that keep the markets moving. Join your hosts, Sean and Trina, as they talk with most successful realtors, marketing and technology experts, investors, and influencers. This show is devoted to all industry professionals looking to up their game and stay up to date. Welcome to The Sale Ring. And we are back. Yeah, officially, finally. Officially, after our uh, sabbatical, <laughs> I guess is what you would call it. I don't it. know what kind of sabbatical that was, but yeah. <laughs> well, for me, it was not as pleasant. No, but, uh, no. Yeah, but we're back. That's we what's are. important. And uh, <clears throat> I feel like I still don't have my voice. You know, my yeah. voice is just kind of kind of weak or whatever, but... Uh, yeah, had a little um, had a little medical procedure. Yeah, feeling much better. Have some circulation in my body. That's a wonderful thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah your heart's beating again. That's great. Blood <laughs> blood flow is beautiful. Nice, so. nice, nice. But uh, it's good to be back. It's good to be back in the studio, um, talking about the things that we talk about: industry yeah. news, yeah. real estate auctions, uh, you name it. We've got an interesting one today. We. Had a good friend of ours, Randy Jelliff, which is going to join us in the studio here in just a few minutes. But he had called asking, uh, could you guys help me, you know, promote? I've got this interesting auction coming up. And uh, I started checking it out online. I thought, wow, this would be awesome to talk about on the air. Because I'm not sure a lot of our listeners realize that, you know, in the turn of the century or pre-war, pre-1940s, so between 1900 and, the, and 1940s, about every mid-sized to large city in the United States um, tried to emerge some automobile manufacturer. Oh. Not, not wait, a lot wait, of people like, realize so that. So they tried to do their own Ford or Chevy or like their own custom little local Ford or Chevy dealer? That's exactly correct. And Ford and Chevy is a large portion of the reason why they never made it. Yeah, yeah. Is those were huge conglomerates that continued to grow and they just crowded everybody out of that space. Yeah. Um, but it was the old college try, right? Even in Enid, Oklahoma, uh, there was a car manufacturer. It was called the Geronimo. Enid manufactured yeah. a car called Geronimo. Yeah. And there's one or two of those things around, you know, that um, I think a, a guy found one, I believe if the story's right, it was up in Kansas, maybe in a field, but they reconditioned it. They completely rebuilt that thing and they use it as a parade car and yeah. it's uh, a descendant of the person that owned that, that manufacturing plant there in Enid at the time. But uh, he was an interesting guy. We had several sales for him, and that was one of his pride and joys was he had one of the only, I think, two wow. maybe Geronimo cars that were left in existence. So Randy called, mm -hmm. and he said, hey, I've got kind of the same thing. Yeah. You know, I've got this car, and I'm, I'm looking forward. I think we'll have, uh, we'll have a cool conversation about that. Awesome. And uh, good. What else are we going to talk about besides that? There's a lot to review. Uh, we haven't been on uh, since the beginning of the year. A lot has happened <laughs> since then. Wow. Minus your medical procedures. We haven't um, had a show since 2022 started? No. Not okay. All. Yeah. All right. So there's this whole war in Ukraine going on. Now, what's that about? No, I'm just <laughs> <joking>. <laughs> like, Where have you been, Sean? <laughs> 
Is yeah. that uh, got, uh, Poland is attacking the Ukraine? No, no, I'm joking. We got Putin versus the Ukraine and everyone else in the world versus Putin. So. Rutin, <laughs> Rutin, Tutin, Putin. Yep, yep. Yeah, that, that guy is the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah, well, I don't know about that. I'm going to call him. Not in a good made. way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was, uh, that was my, I spotted uh, my chance at sarcasm. Okay. Apparently didn't well, I didn't land well. I didn't pick it up. Sorry. <laughs> my jokes are very highbrow. I guess. You know, not, not everybody. I yeah. <laughs> I entertain myself mostly. So. If you see me giggling, it's because I've told myself something <laughs> you told funny. told yourself something funny in yeah. your head and you're laughing about it. That's awesome. Now, you know what's going on over there absolutely is not funny. No. And, no, it's uh, nothing to joke about for it's sure. It's unfortunate. It's, but, uh, it's kind of amazing the way um, the hacker groups out there and everyone else has kind of rallied together uh, and trying to do their best against the whole situation, though. I mean, if if you can make light of anything, it's that, I guess, so... Well, in dealing with uh, Russia, mm-hmm. you know, and, and oh, yeah. the artists formerly known as the Soviet Union, <laughs> yes. it, it's the potential. The first thing people think about is the nuclear threat, oh, yeah. you know. Yeah. And, but <clears throat> I was listening to an analyst the other night on television, and they said what we could expect from them as because they're, they're getting crushed over there um, in their economics. Oh, yeah. um, they're, yeah. they're bankrupting billionaires in that country because they know that those gentlemen, men and women, are influential yeah. on the government and maybe governmental policies and can put a little more pressure. And so, uh, But they said the retaliation from that for us is, um, is hacking yeah. Yeah. and tapping into our web uh, website and our, our company's um, technology infrastructure and causing a lot of disruption as much as they can with uh, um, different pipelines. Oh, yeah. You know, with Mm -hmm. uh, our mail system. Yeah. uh, With just about shipping. Yeah. You know, about anything that you can think of. And and just, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Because we're, you know, for for lack of a, a better term, I mean, in the U.S., we're somewhat spoiled a little bit when you look at the way that other countries live and what they're going through right now the vast amount of americans have not experienced that right yeah. before and and uh you start you know in, in the middle of winter you start shutting off uh, resources of heat coming into houses or yeah. you start disrupting water systems where we don't have clean water at the tap in the house we actually have to walk down the street you know yeah. to, i mean we've seen many versions of that with texas last year last winter um just by default basically that wasn't even a hacker group that's just you know bad infrastructure stuff bad infrastructure and, and weather stuff in detroit with their water and, and look how yeah. many people just with the fallout how many people died yeah from that just one simple yeah mess up and yeah. it wasn't really malicious exactly. it was just, it was just a, bad uh, circumstances mm-hmm. exactly yeah it's it's going to get very interesting yeah I'm, it sure will we'll see we'll see what happens here and i know a lot of americans are putting pressure on you know why are is the u.s and nato military forces not going in there well you you know there's a reason why they're handling that with with kid gloves with, yeah. right now that's what i've been saying since the beginning i've i've tried to explain some of this to my husband who's not into politics at all like at all and he's saying the same thing why don't we go after him it's like well it's not that easy first yeah. of all like it's not that easy and second of all they have nukes that i mean yes. number two on the reason should not be they have nukes but that is number two it's, so it's the un- unfortunate um advantage that Russia has, and yeah. you know, I'm, yeah. I'm, I feel confident 
It's saying that they did not disband and remove their their nuclear program, um, nor did the United States. You know, I mean, but once that starts, I mean, the the repercussions of that are, you know, they're they're unfathomable. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. It's going to be hard to rationalize what the world would look like once that starts. Yep, I agree. Um, in other news, a little more lighthearted. Um, Why are you starting out with that? I know. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to bring politics into this situation. Um, we can, should finish crying. I, we're yeah. done crying. We can laugh now. Okay. Um, you can now bid on a diamond ring made of ranch dressing. They Stay have found, the Scientists have found a way to turn ranch dressing into diamonds. And you can bid on it at auction. That's what we're here for, folks. <laughs> You what may now bid be on a diamond ring made of ranch salad dressing. Yes. If that's the sort of thing you'd you like to do. do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, it's amazing. Amazing world we live in. <laughs> From nukes to ranch dressing, where could we go wrong? <laughs> that, um, is it just me or are we getting odder and odder we, as people? Things are so weird that, I mean, I, I actually was kind of researching and looking up recent news and... I, Florida man is still a huge thing. The amount of Florida man stuff out there is just speaking of oddities. It's the whole phenomenon. I mean, just some of this stuff is crazy. Teachers accused of biting students over pickles. I mean, this stuff is crazy guys. Like look up Florida man. If you're not aware of it, it's a whole phenomenon. It's crazy. It is insane. We just, we actually just got back Sean and I, from Florida. We had our, our national convention there uh, two weeks ago. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I didn't see any weirdness going on like this. No. no. And the weirdest thing I saw was that cabs were cheaper than Uber somehow. That's, I didn't that's even. That's all I saw. <laughs> I didn't even have salad dressing I didn't down have there. salad dressing either. Yeah. I <laughs> had a, I did. I had a wedding <clears throat> band made of gold. <laughs> okay. That turns my finger green. Oh, well, I'm know. not sure that's made of gold. <laughs> <laughs> it's goldish. <laughs> it's the color gold. <laughs> it's gold on, but it's not spelled right. Golden. It's not as gold on. <laughs> that's awesome. All right. We're getting Randy. I just yes. got uh, I just got a little text here. We're getting Randy hooked up. Okay. Um, we'll be back in just a few minutes here with Randy Jelliff. Yes, sir. You're listening to the Sale Ring Podcast, taking real estate and auction to the next level. And we're back in the studio. So yeah. we've got uh, a good friend, mm-hmm. Mr. Randy Jelliff, on the line with us. Uh, he's from Pennsylvania. Yeah. Sells a lot of interesting stuff, and I think he's hooked up in there. Randy, can you hear us okay? Yes, sir. Here you okay. good. Yeah. Good. Well, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. Glad to be with you. So how's things? Um, d- tell us where you're from, what, what town it is in Pennsylvania again. Tioga, Pennsylvania. It's an old Indian word. It means no money. And, uh, <laughs> I used to live there. <laughs> That's a common word at my house. I live a Tioga life. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're we're in the north central part of the state. We're actually about seven miles from the New York state line, the southern border of New York. And uh, so we do a lot of work in, in PA and New York. We're kind of licensed and, and uh, hop back and forth across the border. So um, we get to see a lot of very interesting things. It's a very rural area. And um, we run into a lot of old country um, 
old farm farm estates and things like that. Yeah, very cool. Well, you've got an interesting one going on right now. And uh, we talked a little bit at the beginning of the show <clears throat> about this, but what piqued my interest as I was telling Trina, I, I one of the things I had learned in the auction business over the years is um, from the turn of the century up till about World War II, uh, maybe into it uh, a little bit, into the 40s, about every, you know, kind of good-sized town, small city in America, there was quite a few of those that tried to start a car manufacturing business. And uh, they produced, you know, for eight years or ten years, or but... Uh, there was a lot of dominance in that marketplace from Ford, from Chevrolet, and, and some of the other major competitors that made it very difficult for them to emerge and compete. But nevertheless, there was some cars that were manufactured and put uh, out there in the marketplace. And today, if you've got one of those, which maybe they only produced 300 or 500 of those during their, their tenure in the business, um, those are fairly valuable. You know, they're very interesting to people that collect. Well, they are, Sean. And, and the, the reason being that, as you said, they started out and, and got production going, but couldn't survive uh, through the business. And uh, there, there were a few, very few that have survived from some of those um, startup companies. And we have stumbled into a couple of them here in, in this particular auction. Um, in St. Mary's, Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. in Elk County, and it's um, uh, an estate of of two brothers who they were just bachelor brothers, uh, lived with their parents, and then took over the family property. But they always had an interest in local history and uh, and preserving history. So what they 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 even attempted a couple times on their property to set up like a museum. They'd have the local Boy Scouts or the Girl Scout troops out for tours and um, kind of going through their their thing to show what they had saved and preserved of the past. But um, these these uh, vehicles are very interesting, and I have to say I've been in the business forty almost forty eight years now. And this is the first time I've seen either one of these. Um, this auction also has Model T, Model A, Fords, um, mm-hmm. but the shot, the, the shot is a, uh, a very rare car. And again, it's the first time I've run across that. And the Chase um, is basically, if you if you get online and take a look at the pictures, the Chase was actually like a. It looks like a wagon. If you saw it from a distance, you'd think it was a horse wagon and uh, just waiting to hook the horse up to it. But it's actually got an air-cooled three-cylinder engine uh, in the front and a cycle, as a matter of fact, a two-cycle uh, air-cooled. Mm-hmm. And this thing was driven by chains. It was a chain drive. It had chain on each side to the rear wheels. Um, actually, both of these vehicles did have. But I, I was looking at the history of the chase uh, motor truck company and it turns out that uh, have you ever run in sean you you've started out with farm auctions and, and so forth did you ever run into a the old uh, walking plows that were called the syracuse chilled plow company have you ever seen those that far out i don't know if they got in no, the midwest or not not really ringing a bell no Okay, around here they're pretty common. You'd run into these old in the in the farms and things. So Syracuse Chilled Plow Company out of Syracuse, New York, and this um, Orrin Chase is the the founder 
of the Chase Motor Company, and he was a past vice president of the mm. uh, Syracuse Chilled Plow Company, and he actually negotiated the sale and sold the uh, the farm implement part of the business off to uh, Deer and Company, which is oh, John Deere. Yeah. Um, and and he started up this this truck company, so it's it's got a a, a pretty interesting uh, farm history, you know, a rural rural America history to it, and um, it's just really really cool to be able to come across something like this uh, preserved as well as they are. So I had looked at these online, and I I pulled a couple of spec sheets, um, which there's not a tremendous amount of information about these out there, which um, I think makes it more interesting because they're just, they're very obscure. You know, there's not a lot of, uh, there's not a lot of information online uh, about the, the vehicles because there's not very many of them. Yeah. It says the, right. So right. they I called it the chase motor truck company. And it says it was in existence Correct. from 1907 to 1919 um, R&M Chase, as you mentioned, out of Syracuse, New York. Uh, they were known for their air-cooled engines and simplicity of design. The company, and it's interesting you talked about this wagon. I'm going to guess that's kind of what you have here at 19, and, and year 1909 is a, a Chase, possibly a utility wagon. Hmm. Right, correct. It says the correct. company produced a utility yeah. wagon, in the form of an automobile, which could quickly be converted for use in business or pleasure. And with a few minor changes, the car could be utilized as a commercial wagon. So, yeah. And I, I also found that uh, later um, these were very well received by um, like the freight companies that were hauling um, truck from, from the railroad station into their their stores, their retail locations. And, and then, and then the retailers were also buying them to uh, deliver goods from, from their retail locations out to the farm. And um, if, when you look at the pictures, you'll see the big high wheels on both of these vehicles. Um, As I said, they look like horse-drawn wagons from a distance. The, uh, those high wheels were suited for the country uh, roads because the roads were all wagon roads anyway. And, and they were made to right in the same ruts that the uh, horse wagons had made. So they were, you know, pretty useful, adapted very well to, to the rural, you know, the country life. Um, and then later on, I read that they, uh, started using more commercial engines, uh, like Hercules and continental, uh, engines in their trucks. But, they uh, early on were making making their own engines, and uh, I believe everything in in Syracuse, New York, and the Chase uh, in particular, they made everything in house except the wheels. They had a wheelwright uh, outside supplying the wheel to them, but everything else was was machined and milled and made right in house in their own their own factory. Yeah, that's very interesting. You know the the engineering and how how difficult if you own something like that today. Is it to find a part? Um, because yeah. here's an example, like the uh, the chase, for example. Um, there was about five thousand of those. It's estimated they made about five thousand automobiles, but they're also estimating there's somewhere between thirty and forty left, uh, thirty and forty individual ones left in existence. So, as you know, when we yes. went through the forties with the war, 
um, a lot of stuff, a lot of metal out there and things got crushed, you know, and, and yeah, went into the war effort. Yep. So, mm-hmm. <clears throat> Sure. Yeah. Went for airplanes and ammunition and whatever. But if you own something like this yeah, and you that. you break a wheel or you you need a bearing for it or you know running gears, I mean, do you have to basically take the parts and have a made machine from scratch, or are you able to find parts for things like this? I I think it's very very slim to uh, the chances are very slim to find uh, anybody to supply parts because they're so rare. But um, it, like these brothers, they had their own um, lathes, you know, they had metal lathes and presses. I mean, multiple metal lathes, presses and things like that to do a lot of their own work. But, uh, for a collector, you know, most people would, would buy one of these and, and basically you just store it and hopefully. And hope it doesn't fall apart. Yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, I would think you'd have to contract with, you know, with a machine shop somewhere if you needed uh, talking bearings and things yeah. like that. So the other, and there's a lot of cool stuff, by the way, when you look at this auction, uh, there's Ford model T's. Um, I'm looking at lot. Number eight is pretty cool to me. It's a St. Mary's businessman's buggy. And it, uh, it, it kind of looks like, um, like an old medicine show, yeah, like you know, buggy. Or, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, it's all enclosed in the back and, and it's open in the front where you drive it. But it just, it, it looks like, um, I guess, the businessman's buggy. I've never heard that actual term before, but I, I can see where that would apply. But yeah, this was actually the, the St. Mary's Businessmen's Association. It was, it was maybe kind of like what you'd call a chamber of commerce today. Mm. But uh, this, is a, this is a horse-drawn vehicle. And... Um, very interesting, as you said. It was a way to uh, keep the goods from being thrown out of the buggy or or grabbed from somebody if you're going down the street. But it it kept things safe and and secure for delivery. You know, there's 46 Fords. There's a Model A truck. There's several Model Ts, Ford Model Ts. Um, actually, several different Ford Model As in different you know states of repair. I mean, some of them are. Um, would be, you know, good parts vehicles, um, or if you're wanting to try to either rebuild something um, or modify it. But uh, Oh, a snow sleigh, huh? Yeah, they got sleighs in here. I mean, these, these guys just have a lot of very interesting stuff. So, But the other car I wanted to talk to you about is this 1908, um, and it, it's spelled S-C-H-A-C-H-T, but I, you said it was pronounced shot. Right. That's correct, and and that car is um, actually it it looks to be a lot fancier yeah. uh, because it was made as a touring car. It's a lot fancier than the Chase Motor Truck um, for just because you can tell that it's uh, made for passengers rather than than for freight. But um, we believe, and we we were told. Now listen, I we're going on information that the family has told us, but. The, uh, the brothers, the Kroner brothers of uh, St. Mary's, believed that this uh, shop Model B was one of only four oh. um, left that, that survived. And, and we have the VIN number of that car is 1052. <laughs> no, <laughs> 1052. I don't know, I don't know wow. if that, yeah. And I, I'm not sure if that means there were 1,052 of them made or 
or if or there were one. 52 of them but, made yeah. and they just started at a random number yeah yeah right. start at a thousand yeah mm-hmm. i've seen auctioneers um, do that before that. with their <laughs> bid cards so, oh, we're gonna start with bid card yeah. number 500 so yeah. the first person shows up's number 501 I like it when we can start the bids there too at a at a random number. <laughs> um, but <laughs> well, yeah, some auctioneers um, do that also. <laughs> they 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 do. <laughs> not United Country auctioneers. No, 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 no. Of course um, not. So something interesting about I, this. I did find oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, Sean, go ahead. I was going to say something interesting. I, I, just, I found about this shot company and the two brothers that had started at William and Gustav Schott uh, in Cincinnati, Ohio, that they started in 1904, but by 1914, it looks like they quit the production of automobiles, of cars, and they got exclusively into producing trucks and fire trucks. So from 1904 to 1914, yeah. they were producing all three, but they discontinued cars and they were exclusively auto, uh, trucks and fire trucks up into the 1940s. Wow. Right. And, and at that time, I believe they, um, they went into bankruptcy. But I saw a number of 8,000 automobiles from 1904 to 1914, and I'm assuming that would take it every every form that they made from the autos to the trucks and fire trucks um but i did see there too that in 1936 they purchased another fire truck company and uh in in 1936 and then ran until 1940 at, at which time they discontinued operations and in cincinnati ohio i i don't know of any other vehicles that were produced in cincinnati i don't know as i've ever run across um, anything that was produced in Cincinnati has to do with uh, uh, passenger movement, you know, as far as move, people movers. Randy, this is um, by far and away, this is, you know, uh, one of the, the cooler auctions and, and merchandise that we've talked about <clears throat> just because um, a lot of it's extremely rare. And there's quite a few legacy pieces, you know, um, hard to find or rare pieces, artifacts that are in this. When we, uh, we're going to slip away and hear from our sponsors real quick. But when we come back, I want to talk with you more, not just about this, but this is all part of a bigger estate. And you said that you'll be going through the summer doing multiple auctions of different elements of this estate and the things they collected. So when we come back, we're going to hear more from Randy about that. And uh, we'll be back in just a few minutes. Ever dream of owning a country estate, historic home, or lakefront property? Log on to unitedcountry.com. Would you like to retire to a home built on breathtaking acreage in the mountains? Unitedcountry.com. Ever dream of your own private hunting preserve? unitedcountry.com over 30,000 farm recreational and lifestyle properties are just a click away helping people find their american dream for over 90 years we will help you find yours log on now to unitedcountry.com and find your freedom 
Thinking about selling a real estate investment, but worried about the taxes you'll have to pay? Property owners just like you have solved their tax issue with a Starker Services 1031 exchange. One call could save you a fortune in taxes. Call Starker Services today at 800-332-1031 or visit online at www.starker.com and keep the tax dollars working for you. Are you looking for heavy equipment but unsure where to start? Then you need to check out AuctionTime.com. Buying great equipment has never been easier than bidding online at AuctionTime.com. What are you waiting for? Online auctions are closing every Wednesday, so register and start bidding today. AuctionTime.com, the way to buy heavy equipment. Crude oil, natural gas, coal. Buying and selling minerals is a breeze when you have the right energy professionals on your team. Mineralmarketing.com is a leading resource for America's mineral owners. Whether you're wanting to lease or sell your mineral rights, Mineral Marketing has you covered. Mineralmarketing.com, the oil and gas marketplace. And we're back in the studio with Randy Jelliff. We're talking about a very large uh, auction that uh, I believe a, he said a trust company. Is that right, Randy? It was. A, this is all part of a trust. Uh, no, it's actually uh, it's an estate. Um, oh. But we were we we were found for it by um, one of the cousins who's an executor of this estate. Works for a trust company. It employed us before to uh, to do auctions, so that's kind of how how we were found to do this one. Gotcha. And you had done some work for uh, that person before on previous projects. Correct. Yes. Well, it it helps. You yeah, know, it was, it speaks well of your company whenever they're coming back. You know, on these because uh, this is this is a pretty sizable sale. This is a major sale. Yeah. It is. It is. Yes. So let's talk a little bit about um, not just the automobiles. And I want to give a plug for that, by the way. So, folks, if you're listening right now and you're curious, well, how can I see this auction? Um, Randy, tell them, tell them how to get to your website, and then we'll do this again at the end of the show. And we'll put it in the show notes. We'll put a yeah. link to your website in there also. Okay, great. Um, the The name is Jellif. That's our last name. Is J E L L I F F, as in Frank Frank, and it's Jellif Auctions with an S dot Hybid H I B D dot com, and that'll take you right to our our homepage. And there are several auctions going as we speak, and there'll be more added in the in the coming weeks and months. Very good. Very good. Jellifauctions.hibid.com. And we'll cover that again. And like I said, in the show notes, we'll put a link in there for you. But so let's talk about this estate. There's some other interesting elements of it that you have broken out into separate auctions. So that way you're not selling, you know, 8,000 lots of different stuff in one auction. You're, you're kind of specializing or, or uh, putting specific equipment or related equipment and items into each individual auction that's that's correct sean and looking at the auction our first our first uh walkthrough it was evident that we were going to need a lot more space than what was available there to sort and um, categorize the smalls 
So, and that's why uh, we knew right away it was going to be in sessions. We knew we were going to have to do multiple auctions and it was an easy decision to do the automobiles and, and the horse drawn items first, because they were the largest items taking up the most space in the buildings. Hmm. So we figured we would do Sell this them and, and get, get them out of the way the so you items. can get the smaller things yeah. out. Nice. I like it. Right. Right. And that would purchase us some, some square footage undercover um, to go through a lot of the smalls. And there are uh, just these, these brothers w- had very unique tastes and they collected many different things. They had varied interests and we have, um, anything from railroad lantern collection. I mean, we've got uh, uh, between 150 to 100 railroad lanterns. Um, they have toys, uh, early early toys, and and electric trains. Uh, some pre-war trains, which, uh, as you know, if you've if you've dealt with any of those, they're they're highly collectible. The large, uh, like standard standard uh, gauge, and. They have uh, phonographs, the Edison phonographs with the big morning glory horns that you see. They yeah. crank up on the side. They sit on a table and and play. There's um, between 60 and 70 of those units. And Crazy. We just needed more floor space to get this stuff uh, laid out and, and uh, separated. And we've got to go through and, you know, I don't think we're going to be able to uh, at least produce sound out of everyone. We'll, we'll at least know if they crank up or not, if the springs are, are broken or not. Uh, things like that. There's there's all kinds of uh, parts for the Model A and T cars. Just tons and tons of fenders and cowls and wheels and tires and uh, you name it. There's there's a lot of things we have to get out yet and and sort through, but just just collections after collections. Do you have somebody on your team or do you have a consultant that, I mean, a lot of those parts, even though it, maybe it's, it's something I've even sold in the past, but I'm not going to know exactly what that spindle or that steering wheel or, you know, that drivetrain goes to. Um, but there are guys out there and, and gals out there that follow this industry that know that stuff. And do you, do you use any professional consultants when you're laying all this out? We, we have, I, I wouldn't say professional consultants. Um, I'm, I've got enough of that knowledge to be dangerous, but, uh, there are, there are a couple of local people who worked with the brothers that, um, have offered some advice and, you know, I, I can tell uh, like, a, um, whether it's a model T or a model a, whether it's a fender or a splash guard or, or, uh, the rear ends and, and, uh, wishbones and that type of thing but uh i can i'm not good enough to be able to tell you that this will fit from a from a 1914 to a 1922 or anything like that yeah just i can i can separate it from from uh, a's to t's and that's about the extent of my knowledge that's a huge undertaking my friend that uh it yeah. takes as you as you already know because you've done a lot of these for a long time but that's you know the manpower uh, that's involved in it, the uh, the technical knowledge, you know, and, and some of this stuff. I mean, a lot of times people will show up in that crowd and they uh, they have intimate knowledge of those parts. They say that actually goes on a 26 instead of a 28. And, and uh, that's, uh, that helps, and, and God bless that helps a lot. Like, yeah, it does. It sure does. And I, you know, some, I've had some auctioneers tell me they don't, I don't, I don't need their, 
uh, interrupting or I don't need it. Uh, and like, look, I welcome it because if that'll help, if that'll help get every mindset on what, what it really it is, is yeah. then mm-hmm. it, it'll bring more money. You know, if, if, if person, you know, there's somebody that needs that, it'll help the auction rather than hurt it. So I'm always, always welcome the outside information. I've opened up while we're talking, I've opened the shot 1908 shot uh, automobile up. That is a highly unusual looking motor. Mm-hmm. Uh, the engine in that car is, is, is odd looking. Yeah, it is. And it's a, uh, um, you know how all the other vehicles, um, including the chase, have the crank in the front of the vehicle, but that shot, you crank it from the side, you crank it by, but from the right hand side, by the right hand front wheel, the crank is a long, uh, extension on and it, and it reaches through there and cranks it. We, we did videos, cars haven't been started in years and, and, you know, nobody had an, uh, close enough of an intimate knowledge of them to be able to say that they're running, but mm-hmm. we wanted to show that they roll over. So we videoed the crank being put in and, and cranking the engine just so you could tell they're not seized up. And, uh, yeah, you, th- that's on our website too, in the photographs. If you click on the photos of each one, you'll be able to see that. So what are we talking about? Um, I think you, you touched on some of it. <clears throat> what are we talking about time-wise for you to be able to, uh, to disperse and to settle this estate? Is this a two-month job, three-month job? What, uh... No, we're actually, we're actually thinking that it's going to take us into fall. I mean, we're thinking maybe, maybe by the end of August into September. Um, it depends on how how, <laughs> how well we're able to get to some of this stuff. And and I have to tell you, there's these seven buildings, and some of them are two story. Oh on wow! This property, and and then there's a a trail, a, a path that goes across the creek and then up around to the top of the property. And all that way, both sides of that trail are just piles and piles of what what you would normally dismiss as scrap iron. But yet, if you take a close look down in there are things that, you know, people may be able to pull out and use in old vehicles or uh, old farm equipment and this and that. So it's, it's going to take some time to, to pull through this. These brothers were, were so interested in the past and, and they had a passion for learning and they, uh, went to some local mines and, and that part of Pennsylvania was a, a well-known as a coal mining region. And they went to some private mines and got tours and then went back to their own property that their parents had, had raised them on. And they, using the uh, geologic uh, information they gathered from the, from the area maps, they decided they could try to dig a coal mine. So the two of them <laughs> undertook coal mine back into the bank of this property and by golly they mined coal out of there and and heated their uh heated their garage that's crazy over the years yeah it's just they're so interesting just i I would love to have known them yeah yeah now there was two brothers is that right that's correct yes bill and paul krellner um of course they were very well known at all the local car shows and antique uh shows and things like that there's a there's a big show item maybe you've heard of it in carlisle 
Pennsylvania. There's a big, uh, it's pretty much nationally known for car dealers and they come there to trade swap and show vehicles and market parts and that kind of thing. And, um, the, the brothers always visited that and, you know, had a booth set up and they were fixtures there. Randy, this is uh sure enough, an interesting estate. Yeah, uh, yeah. We're, we're, um, very proud to be able to get on the podcast show and talk to you about the uh, those two automobiles, but more importantly, just the the overall estate and all yeah. of the items, you know, old phonographs and railroad lantern collections, and it's uh, it's amazing what people no, I, will develop a I, passion I, for. Yeah, it is. It is. I I forgot to even mention the firearms. There's a lot of oh. collectible <laughs> firearms that we're doing. The guns currently working course. on. We'll have that collection up in a few days. Yeah. Wow. So right now there's three separate auctions up, um, all full of, of this one. The one we're looking at right now is the auto, you know, antique vintage vehicle auction, but you also have some housewares up and, and some other auctions. Um, Petrolina. One of them was a Petrolina auction. Old oil cans and whatnot. Cans and advertising memorabilia from the oil and gas industry. Very cool. So how many auctions do you estimate you're going to end up having? Well, it's, it's hard to say for sure, but I, I think we'll probably end up with uh, eight or 10. Wow. Very nice. Over the next year or or through fall, at least you'd say. Through through the coming months. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Very cool. Randy, great job uh, as always on landing this. Before we uh, before we disconnect here, uh, let everybody know how to find your company. And once again, we're going to put a link to that in the show notes. But let's uh, let's tell them one more time how they can get to your website. Sure, uh, just go to jellifauctions.highbid.com, and um, you you'll see all the auctions there. Jellifauctions.highbid.com, and look for the link in the uh, in the article nice very good well we appreciate you joining us on the show um this is an exciting auction we're definitely going to watch it uh folks this automobile auction that we've talked about on the uh, on the show today it has uh about 34 days left it's an online only auction and i believe it's online only is that correct randy that, that's correct. All, all of them will be, yes. Okay. yes. So uh, that's the way to go in and register, get your information. Go to jellofauctions.hybid, that's H-I-B-I-D.com, and uh, reach out to Randy Jelliff. We'll put his contact information in the notes where you can reach him. But uh, we appreciate you being on the podcast show. It's good hearing your well, voice too, you, Sean and Trina. Uh, yeah. thank you. same here. Good, good to hear from you, and uh, look forward to further uh, interactions. All right, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Right. Take care. Bye. That's cool. Now this thing is neat. That car looks like a Cinderella car to me. So it's very interesting. It's a, it is pretty cool. Yeah, very cool. Old horse, a whole bunch of buggies and. All of that stuff in there is neat auction. Tell your friends you get your information on the Sale Ring Podcast Show. All right, so we were talking early on in the show about news, wacky, <laughs> yeah, weird, wacky, wild yes. news. Um, <clears throat> that was, you know, I I love guys like Randy being on the show because they're so knowledgeable. Yeah. 
you know, it's just, it's, it's good to, I don't know. It, it's good to talk about things like that with guys that are very progressive and mm-hmm. the real estate of the auction business and, and that are able to capture and find these kind of rarity items yeah. and then yeah. to watch them sell because I, I think there'll be a bidding frenzy on a lot of these oh, yeah. items in this particular sale. Yeah. Especially like the shot and the chase, the things that aren't available anywhere else. There, there's only a select number of them available. They always do well. I was reading the um, one of the one of the articles that uh, that came out that you had put on the sheet was uh, police <laughs> police find reported tiger on the loose. Oh Lord! However, yeah. it was a stuffed toy animal. It's yes. a stuffed tiger. Yeah, they spent I think two or three weeks looking for this tiger <laughs> that kept getting reported, and they ended up finding a stuffed animal. <laughs> Hilarious. It's not only hilarious, but think about the people that had to call that in. <laughs> I got a tiger in my front yard. Please, Please help. Show up in this stuffed animal. It's awesome. Oh, that's a good one. Yep. What else we got? Um, we've got inflation. Inflation's happening. Um, as a result, Doritos are going to only have uh, a smaller amount of chips. Just. Five fewer chips per bag. <laughs> Doritos. Doritos, our our beloved snacks. We'll have five fewer chips per <laughs> yes. bag due to inflation. Yeah, they're not chopping prices. They're just taking five chips out of every bag <laughs> to save costs. But to replace that, I love this yeah. article here. Uh-huh. Mike Tyson's cannabis company <laughs> is making pot edibles, edible pot gummies, in the shape of a bitten ear. Yep. Yep. Hilarious. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the amount of celebrities that are getting in on their own cannabis companies is kind of astounding also. I mean, everybody from um Mike Tyson, obviously, to um some of the, the showrunners for um like the Big Bang Theory, just things like that. It's crazy that the amount of celebrities that have their own pot line. In my opinion, most of those celebrities were already doing their own cannabis thing before cannabis yeah. become legal. Yeah, probably. Probably not wrong. Oh man. Yeah. There's uh it it's a it's a weird world, you know? Yes, it is. It's uh and it's getting weirder. <laughs> yes it is. Well, Trina. Yes, sir. I think that's uh that's a well balanced show. Yeah. <clears throat> Let's do it again sooner rather than later. Let's do that. Okay. Maybe we start doing this uh, with some frequency. <laughs> yeah, that'd, be, that'd be nice. We've talked about that several times, we too. We have. We, we'll also, someday, we'll shorten up our intro. <laughs> We're going to shorten up the intro, reformat the show, yeah. and uh, we'll, we'll just do one every day. I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to that's, that's a little much. Yeah, maybe every week or two would be nice. Yeah, that'd be, yeah. Agreed. Well, folks, we appreciate you tuning in. Another great episode, and we'll see you next time inside the sale ring. Thank you for joining us for today's show. To access all resources and links mentioned in today's show, head over to www.thesalering.com now. We appreciate your feedback and encourage you to share the show with other industry pros like yourself. Join us next time as we meet you inside The Sale Ring.